1600, rockoftalk.chat, and abq.fm. Yes, it's Saturday morning. We are here to rescue your credit. And with us today, of course, your regular listener is Mike Ramos, and he is going to help us rescue our credit because life without credit sucks. Life really sucks without credit. How's it going today, Mike? It is fantastic. Uh, today we're going to be talking about your rights. All and, right, credit rights, uh, huh? That yeah. A lot of us don't know, including myself. Well, the, the thing is, um, they don't teach credit to any great extent in school. So by that, they know the average consumer does not know their rights. So they can end up, and, and they, get, they tell them things that scare them to death. Like I get calls, hey, they told me that they're going to arrest me off my job and arrest me and take me away. Or um, if you have a strong Spanish accent or a strong accent of any kind, um, hey, uh, we're going to deport you because when you, uh, your agreement when you come to this country, uh, you're to pay your bills and debts. And if you don't, we can deport you. So we can send an INS officer out. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy things that happen, and nobody knows their rights. Most people don't anyway. I'm inclu- I admit I'm included in that. I don't know my rights, and I, I don't even know anything about my credit report, Mike. Well, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it's sad, you know, because I, I provided free credit educational workshops and credit manuals for every citizen in New Mexico, absolutely free, because I thought it was very important for people to know and what the cool part was we were having to bring their teenagers 17 18 years old so they didn't fall in the same pit holes we did you know and it was awesome until you know johnny Covid came along and and then we couldn't have the classes anymore so i'm hoping i'm praying that sometime in the near future i can open the classes back up and the folks can come in and get those free classes and it's very important uh you know i was very impressed like I was having the class, people were sitting there taking notes that were 14, 15, 16 years old. They were actually taking notes. And those ones there, I could tell you what, would not fall into bad situations, um, you know, unless it was unpreventable. Of course, life throws us curveballs, you know. Like I was telling you a minute ago, you know, I've been married three times, so, you know, you're going to end up fixing your own credit because it's always, uh, you know, who's going to pay what, right? <laughs> He's going to pay what? And uh, but, um, you know, when you get in those situations to preserve your credit and protect yourself, it's always better just to go ahead and make the payments to keep it current until you find out who ends up getting what. And unfortunately, um, divorce decrees are not germane to contractual law. So meaning that if you get said the other person gets a debt and they have to pay it, but your name's on it. If they don't pay it, you get burned. Your credit score gets burned. And the only thing you can do is take them back to court for ruining your credit. Well, Mike, if you get those classes set up, I'll be one of the first ones to sign up. I can't wait. I'm, I, I, I really miss it. If I could teach classes every day, all day long, I would love it. You know, and it, it's just, uh, you know, well, hopefully soon. And I can get them. I, I was teaching them. I started them in 08 because I started having consumers come back to me for help a second time. And that's when my wife and I said to each other, you know, we're not giving them enough information so they can stay out of trouble. And that's when the, cre- the credit classes started. And it cut repeat business down by over 50%. I know that sounds bizarre, we're cutting business in half, but you know what? 
look at look at all the people we're keeping out there in good standing. It helps our economy in New Mexico. They're able to buy houses, get vehicles, get things they need in life. And trust me, nobody likes 30% interest. Okay, um, let's start off with a bill collector cannot call you before 8 a.m. or after 9 p.m. local debtor time. Now, if they do that, take a picture of the caller ID and, and recording of the message and save it. Because then you have the ability to call them on it and say, you violated my rights under this, and I want my debt dismissed for violating my rights. Or I'm going to play the recording and send the documents to the Attorney General's office for a review. And, and you can file suit against them. And I got to say, um, Attorney Robert Mueller, he works very closely with our organization. He has helped a lot of our clients through difficult times and, 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 and always gets them through it. And um, he's not only a, a, a great attorney, he's a great humanitarian. And, uh, and also has, has become like a brother to me. And, I'm, and I have to give him a shout out because this guy has made a difference in a lot of people's lives. And I have seen him correct things, go after the bureaus, and uh, come back with positive results. And so I'm very thankful to have him. And uh, so let's continue on. A collector cannot allow consumers phone to ring more than 10 times. You know, that's enforced like spitting on the sidewalk, right? <laughs> And uh, it's kind of hard to prove that your phone rang 10 times. But it is a law in place, just like spitting on the sidewalks, illegal. Um, but who enforces it, right? A collector cannot discuss a debt with a third party without consumer consent, unless the third party also owes the debt. Now, meaning by this, if they leave, this has happened. Like we had a case in California where they left a message on a community voicemail at a business. Hey, John, Jane Doe, you owe us this money. If you don't contact us back, we're going to uh, verify your employment and garnish your wages. That just sounds wrong from the beginning. What, oh, it is. You can't threaten to do things like that unless you have intention to do so. But here's what happened. Um, everybody else was listening to the voicemails. And instead of deleting it, oh, we're going to save that so she can hear this later. So everybody in the place found out about her business. So they litigated them. They, they, they settled for a quick $80,000, which is not bad. Dismissed the debt, of course. But then they didn't pay her. So they showed up. You've heard of a marshal's keeper? I have not heard of that. It's when, it, when they'll show up with a marshal, the marshal will sit there and take every dime that comes across the counter at the business until that bill's paid. It goes right into a bag. And um, it's called a marshal's keeper. But they came in and started loading up all the computers in that, that agency's building and putting them in the back of a, a, a U-Haul van or whatever kind of van it was. And then all of a sudden, a check mysteriously appeared. That sounds criminal. <laughs> it's crazy, huh? So, you know, you can't leave. Now, uh, the move states, I call it, Massachusetts, Ohio, and Oregon, you cannot discuss, you, you can't even discuss the debt with the spouse. So, like, you can have all these private debts going on, and they can't tell your spouse that you have them. If they do, it's third-party disclosure. 
And so, um, and nobody knows that one. I mean, everybody thinks it's across the board um, that you can talk to the spouses, but you can't. So Massachusetts, Oregon, Ohio, move states. You cannot do that. And uh, so if that happens to you, you, you got it right there. All you got to do is get an affidavit uh, signed by the person it happened to uh, with and who they discussed the debt with and proof that that person is your spouse. And then, then it's all over for them. And then the debt can be dismissed. I'm not trying to tell you folks how to get out of your debts and bills. But you know what? If, you're, if they're going to play the game like any other game, you got to obey the rules. Follow the rules. You can't cheat. And you can't use scare tactics to scare people into it's terrible. What some people, I get people calling me with tears, crying. They're going to take my firstborn. I mean, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's not, not literally take my firstborn, but, you know, it's just very extreme. I wouldn't be surprised if that come, that's coming down the road here. So they can't discuss it with anybody. Um, uh, you know, they can discuss it with your spouse outside of those states we mentioned. Um, but anybody else? If you have a roommate, if, even if it's your brother or sister, they can't discuss it with anybody else but you. Or your parents. That happens a lot where they discuss it with your parents. And uh, they'll skip trace to find your parents trying to get a hold of you and tell them about the whole debt and what they're going to do to you. There's another one. Affidavit from the parents. Serve them and take them to court. And, uh, you know, they, that's a violation. And that's actually a violation of... Section code 805 of the Fair Debt and Collection Practices Act. Okay. Collector cannot threaten to sue a consumer unless the criteria are provided to do so. So if you're on Social Security um, and they threaten to sue you and garnish your wages, you can't say that. You cannot say anything that you, they have no intention of doing. And that happens so often. Oh, my God. Just like we were talking about, we're going to, you know, deport you or we're going to do this to you or that to you. Debtor prisons are gone, so we don't have those anymore, thank God. And they don't pass the debt on to your children, so they have to work until it's paid off. <laughs> but, but a lot of people get scared, and they don't, they don't know what to do or say. And, um, you know, garnishment... You know, I've worked in two different uh, major banks and legal departments, and we wouldn't even take a case for someone that that wasn't working. How are you going to enforce the judgment through garnish what? They're not working. So it's a waste of a lawsuit. And also they used to tell us if we received a payment in the last 60 days, we can't sue them because they're showing an attempt to pay the debt. It has to be no payment for a while. Um... And, and then you can move forward. They could, if they wanted to, go ahead and sue the account. But what's it going to do for them? It's, it's, it's a poor business move, actually. You know, so. A collector cannot cause expense to a consumer to pay their debt. This happens a lot. They'll say, hey, we want that payment Western Union. We want you to overnight it to us. They can't cause expense for you to pay a debt. And, um, and it happens, you know, you're already, you're already fighting to get the money together. And, you know, Western Union and Express Mail overnight, it's not cheap. And especially if you're sending it on a Friday or Saturday, you're looking at really high rates. And uh, I like this one, they'll tell people, hey, have a garage sale. 
Hey, have a garage sale. That crap's in my garage because I, I don't want it. <laughs> and nobody else does either. <laughs> and so having a garage sale, that is so ridiculous. I really hate that one, but you hear it a lot. Have a garage sale. You know, all you got to do with them is set up a payment arrangement if you can't come up with the money to do a settlement. Now, if you, you a lot of people are getting their tax returns now. And so if you have some accounts that you need to settle, call my office at 505-899-1448, 899-1448. Judy only charges $65 to do a settlement. The other companies, they'll charge like, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15% of the debt. She charges a flat $65 to cover her time on the phone, negotiations and all of that. And that's it, because we're a consumer advocacy. So if you have something you need to settle so you can get it cleared out, call the office. She'll help you. She'll sit down with you, and she'll make the phone call, and she'll get the debt settled for you, and it's going to cost you $65, and that's it for each one you settle. So that, that's don't, don't spend that money that you're getting back and throw it away when you can settle a couple accounts or if you just want to work on your credit to clean some of them up because some of the accounts could be removed in lieu of payment because they're reporting falsely. And uh, you'd be shocked uh, to see how many accounts on a credit report are, re are reported falsely. And so, but remember, you cannot cause expense to a consumer to pay a debt. If you give a collector uh, or attorney your name and number for the purpose of filing a bankruptcy, calls must cease. It's a $5,000 fine to call somebody after bankruptcy notification. But, of course, they'll call up and say, hey, listen, um, you owe us this money. I'm filing Chapter 7. You've already been notified, and this is a $5,000 fine for you violating that right. I want no further phone calls from you. I'm recording this phone call. And that usually backs them up. And then I will send you, I will call you or send you a copy of the discharge order or the filing number as soon as I get it. And then you can go on your but no more phone calls. And, uh, and, and it's amazing. I mean, you get, they call you one time, you know. You could actually go after them for harassment. Accounts under dispute cannot reflect a derogatory or accept payment until said dispute is resolved. Now, if you're in a partial dispute, you're still responsible for making your payment every month. But if you're in a total balance dispute, then they, that dispute has to be resolved before you can move forward. And so that stops things like pretty much right there. Now, this, this, now I have clients all over the United States. In California, a collector can call a place of employment, excuse me, they cannot call more than one time and one time only just to verify employment. So you can't just call up and continue to call and call and call. It's a one-time call. California has that provision. Now, if you look at the, the legal code in Massachusetts, it is the thickest book of all. They have the most restrictions under the Fair Debt and Collection Practices Act ever. I mean, you could stand on it and change a light bulb. And it, it, it is, uh, <laughs> you can't mess up over there. You better, you better walk the line. There's no gray area. <laughs> a collector cannot contact a consumer more than once every three days without consumer permission. This is deemed as harassment. You know, uh, hey, I'm calling to, to collect balance in full. Um, hey, uh, nothing's changed in the last three days. 
And the garage sale was really bad. I didn't, I didn't make any money. <laughs> so, you know, if you want, it's just they sometimes they'll call every day, and they're not allowed to do that. So, get them on tape. You ever you ever seen that uh, on uh, America's Funniest Videos? Get it on tape. You can get it in cash. That's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Now, if a consumer requests in writing to receive no calls to phone, for home or work, they got to stop it right there. They cannot call you. If they call you past receipt of a written no call, that debt's gone. I mean, they really blew it because that's a big no-no. Under, it's under the Privacy Act and the Harassment Act. And we'll go over those codes if we have time today. If not, we'll look at we'll get into it next week. Um but calling people constantly, you know, there's some people that have actually committed suicide because they couldn't handle the pressure. And, um, and, and I have heard of this. I have, I've talked to family members who this has happened to their family members. And so, you know, you can send, uh, it's very important to send them a letter. I want no further calls to any of the numbers you may have for me, for I'm suffering with a, a um, heart condition or what have you. And if that's all in writing, do not call me anymore, and you put, it's called a, a written no call, the major banks and the collection agents will put a W in the call field. And that means written. Written is solid. You don't touch, you do not, oh no. When I was in those legal departments, if there was a W on that, you did not call that, you did not call them whatsoever. You, no call. And when you do call it with a written no call, that's another place where you can get that debt completely dismissed because they totally violated it. And remember, when you send these letters off for no calls, certified mail return receipt. If it wasn't in writing, it never happened. And, you know, please, please do send it certified mail return receipt. A collector cannot use profanity or threaten a consumer to get them to pay a bill. This happens a lot, too. Um, I've had people say, man, that guy called me a credit roach. And uh, I'm not a credit roach. I go, I know you're not. You know, many cases, the bill collectors that are calling these people have worse credit than the people they're calling. That is no kidding. I remember, and I, I won't mention any names, but I was in two different organizations. And the legal department was up front, and, and the collectors were all in the background. I, I can't tell you how many times the sheriff's department came in with a writ to go to court for non-payment of debt and serve the bill collectors while they're on the phone slamming people for money. Holy mackerel. I mean, that's absolutely insane. And, and you know, <laughs> you can tape record. In the state of New Mexico, we can record somebody without telling them. So the minute you, RoboKiller, I know we've talked about this on the show before, the app RoboKiller tapes everything coming in and going out. And if you get them on the phone, doing any, breaking any of these laws, they're going to have to dismiss the debt. There's nothing they can do. They messed up. Like we had one gentleman, uh, he called, he called a collector called him up, he turned on the tape. And uh, he, he told the, uh, he started, the guy started on and I'm telling you, you need to pay this debt. He turned off the tape and he said, I don't have to listen to this. You're just a stupid bill collector making phone calls and then turned the tape back on. Holy mackerel, this guy went off. 
cussing, yelling, all kinds of things. And he called back and said, hey, listen, I want to play this for the, uh, for the manager. And the manager said, what do you got? A tape recording of your collector. And played it for him. And the next words out of his mouth were, what do you want? I want the debt dismissed. I want it expunged and, expunged and removed from my report. And it was done. So you can tape. Tape them. And uh, I'm not saying set them up like that guy did. But you tape record because usually they're going to break a law somewhere along the line in that tape. And then you can use that. All right, folks. We'll be catching you next Saturday. And next Saturday we'll, we'll uh, go over those codes uh, protecting you. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend. And like I said, if you need me, 899-1448. Give me a yell. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it very much. Interesting and informative. Helping you rescue your credit once again. Call Credit Rescue at 899-1448. 899-1448. And you can catch the archives on abq.fm rockoftalk.chat and you can hear us listen live again next Saturday morning on 1600 AM KIVA